after years of training and thousands of hours of practice. Injuries can happen at any time. I once tore my kneecap to the side of my doorknob. I once tore the pectoral muscle completely off my shoulder. I've had surgeries five times, five times, five times, five times, five times in my left forbidden door. I once tore my tendon off the bone. I can hardly lift my lace chips anymore. With every smoke I take, my body, my career, and my life is on the line. Don't risk yours. Please smoke responsibly. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of High Side of the Ropes. We, we are back! We are here again this week. It's been kind of a midweek when it comes to wrestling, unless you count everything mind-blowing that's happened throughout the week. Like, we got FTR squaring off against each other this we, week coming up. We got a forbidden door that's actually a name of a show. Exactly. We got Kevin Nash involved in Amber Heard's business. I'm like, wait, what? Okay, mm-hmm. so let's backtrack. Or let's start at the beginning. We got a bunch of topics to talk about. Yeah. There's no shortage. Yeah. So for, first of all, we're uh, we're gonna start off with the whole Kevin Nash involved in the Amber Heard stuff. Yeah, just to get it out of the way. Yeah. For those of you who haven't been paying attention to the news, Johnny Depp is suing Amber Heard for defamation of character because she accused him of abuse, which honestly fucking sucks. Yeah. When. In reality, she was the one doing that to him. You can watch the video, uh, the trial on YouTube. I've been keeping up with uh, with a lot of things of it. It's really fucked up what's been going on. I only found out about a couple minutes ago from you. Nah. Yeah, it's been a fucked up uh, trial, and just hearing everything that's happened with Johnny Depp. Want to give, want to give our support. We want to give our support out to Johnny Depp. Honestly, one of the top five actors alive. Right now, I I I'd put him up there. I mean, yeah. he's he's legendary, hands down. Sweeney Todd, out, hell, even Alice in Wonderland. And Sweeney Todd's one of my favorite movies, like period. Like, what's I the word? Parsnip, Yes, parlay, parlay, parlay to the depths with the mud blood that came up with parlay. Wasn't that in like, Crimes of Grindelwald? No, that oh, was I, Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, I, heard, yeah. I, I heard Mud Blood, that's why. And, I mean, Pirates of the Caribbean. Because remember, yeah. he was like got caught by like Barbosa's like crew, and like he was like trying to think of the phrase, and he couldn't remember it. So he's just like, uh, par, yeah, par, uh, oh, parlay? Yes, that's the word. Par, it's just like. Really? Nah, one of my favorite scenes. Really? I think one of my favorite scenes is when he wakes up in the fucking safe. Mm-hmm. And then they drag the safe out through the entire town, wrecking the whole town in the process all oh, to get yeah. the Wasn't safe. Wasn't that like the fourth one? That was either the third or the fourth one. I remember that scene, and then he gets out of the safe, and then he's like, Officer, is that your wife in there? And the wife steps out. Yeah, I'm like, oh my one. god, that's great. I still remember my father crying on the second Pirates movie. Remember the wheel? Yeah. And he tried to get the key and his head hit the fucking bar. And he just falls <laughs> the side. But. Limp, but yeah, best wishes and, you know, justice Definitely. for Johnny. Definitely. Yeah. But uh, Nash has got called into it because uh, there's been texts that have been going on between him and Heard around uh, the filming of Magic Mike back in 2014. 
Who could have seen that coming? Yeah, and now that got added to the legal record with a bunch of other stuff that you guys should really look at because yeah. it's very, very surprising what's being said in court, especially, you know, uh, shitting in bed, apparently. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff going on. If anything, watch check uh, watch the cl- uh, videos on YouTube. I have... Talk so, about defamation of character. Yeah, yeah, but at a rap party for Magic Mike, Nash and Hurd spent some time together. They even posed for a photo. The relationship didn't go much farther than that. But texts show that Depp was upset about Hurd and them hanging out, basically. Uh, doesn't mean much for Ke- uh, Kevin Nash, other than his name basically trending off of this whole thing and now being involved in court proceedings because of it. Uh, I mean, doesn't surprise me. I mean, with who Amber Heard has been involved with, like recently, she sounds like the town whore. Just like it's not, just, just being the, honest. It's just the uh, what's mean, it she, called? She was in a relationship with Elon Musk, who is also getting dragged in the trial. Uh, accused of something with James Franco, who is now James Franco is also getting dragged in the trial. I mean, they say it's unlikely that he'll testify, but it's just that his name and the photos and the text messages with his topic being involved is now on record, basically. I mean... Because uh, apparently uh, he accused her of being in an affair with Nash. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Best of wishes to Johnny Boy. Hope everything plays out good, good for him. Yeah. But... Let's move on. Now to, the, now to the, I would say happier news in uh, the world of pro wrestling. Um, so we're gonna, we'll start off with something that's kind of relevant and because Mania had just passed, Roman, Roman Reigns has no plans. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, we thought that he was going to feud with Nakamura because what, they had that whole angle there where the Usos like just super kick him after Nakamura came out, interrupt him. And he just hugged him on behalf of Rick Boogs with honestly it was a pretty good promo. He's like, yo man, like he tore his ACL, like he blew like his quad, like fucking like Jay, like was our Jimmy was out with like a leg injury. Like I've been there. Like, we've been, like, I know how you're feeling. I gave him a hug just for the Usos to kick him into unconscious land and shit. And that went absolutely nowhere. nowhere. Yeah. Uh, The most of the involvement was on SmackDown last night. uh, And that was just with the whole Roman and Usos and the whole thing they were being involved with was just that everyone involved in that angle, including the Lumberjacks, was a part of the whole Roman thing. And it's just that Nakamura was one of the Lumberjacks, and that's basically it. And that's the yeah. only involvement that he's had. They've had him versus Drew on dark matches, but nothing on TV. No. And we are two weeks away from WrestleMania Backlash, one of the worst n- names for our pay-per-view ever. Yep. I miss Backlash. How freaking dare you? Literally. But this is what happens when you bank on one guy. This huh? is exactly what you what happens eventually when you invest so much of the time, the effort, the writing, the more time into one individual, and then eventually the ideas start to dwindle. Suddenly these suddenly all the mass releases seem like a bad thing. It's not even the idea starting to dwindle. It's just the, I would say, like, not enough, like, faith in some ideas that I think he doesn't think will work. Yeah. Because Vince is going to go off what he thinks works, which is just throwing money on it. 
Like that's how he thinks all these issues are going to get formed, uh, fixed because come on, like that's what worked for him. Like in the nineties during the war and all that. And that's just his mindset of it. But there are several ways they could have. I thought the Nakamura thing was the right thing to do. Nakamura back in the world title picture. Who's not going to get involved over that. But then they just dropped it. And now it's like, okay, now it's drew except it's not televised. So is it even still going to be drew? Like it's two weeks away. Like, are you going to start booking your world title feud on the go home? Like it's almost starting to feel like Brock again. And we're back to that brand split again. Cause it's like he unified both belts. It's just not that even that he's not willing to show up. It's that you don't even have anything. And if this is what you have for his feud after Brock Lesnar, I'm kind of terrified what the fuck it's going to look like when his feud with The Rock is over with. How, like, it's going to feel aimless for Roman then. Just, like, after... Because what are they going to do, like, uh, after The Rock feud? Nothing. Like, we're not even... At the even, rock now. We're not even like there yet. We're not even like a quarter of the way there. I wouldn't even say we're at teasing it levels yet. We're not at teasing it levels yet. The, okay, the closest thing I guess you can call a tease because everyone was the else, young rock episode. Yeah, is it because everyone else is calling it a tease at this point? And honestly, it's really kind of cool when you think about it. like that. Scene it's was cool that awesome. he used it in his own show. Like that scene was awesome as hell. Acknowledge me, and right that right there. That's my cousin Joe. Who, later, who would later go on to become Roman Reigns. You need to watch the whole show. I'm the only one out of the whole group who actually is up to speed on everything Young Rock. Like, dude, it's crazy. You got to check out some of his times in high school. But, no, like, this is what happens when, one, you focus so much on one person. Yep. You focus so much on one story. Yep. And you release half the competition that could have given good stories leading up to the match with The Rock. You know what would have been perfect for right now? Roman versus Keith would have been perfect right about now. Yeah. And like because they're they are going to finish that Brock Lesnar thing no matter what the fuck was going to happen. And honestly, I would buy Keith Lee to step up and face Roman. And you could also play off that whole like uh fact that he was so close to dethroning Roman at Survivor Series for NXT. Because it was between him and Roman aside, who were the final listen, two. Aside from a couple guys on the roster right now, aside from like Edge, Damian Priest, Finn Balor, Shinsuke Nakamura. Am I missing anybody else? Aside from really like those four guys. I'm talking about potential challengers here? Yes. AJ? A- A- AJ. Oh, yeah, because it's both brands now. Yeah. yeah. Am I missing anyone? AJ? There's a few people that you could maybe throw up there. But but I want to go down. I want. I want to go through all of them. But it's just for this moment for Roman, it needs to be like big. Him versus AJ sounds good. Heel versus face dynamic swapped. Yeah. It, it works itself out. Uh, him versus Edge, heel versus heel. I don't know if that sounds good right now, considering Edge is still building his stable. Oh, I feel when it starts it, to form, then yeah. It, that- that stable is going to look so good when it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. They teased Rhea yeah. being... Oh, they did tease it. Rhea? I know well, Rhea uh, broke up pe- with Liv. People are saying it's a tease because the same uh, purple light or something 
was like in the area where um, Rhea was backstage before the whole live thing happened. That's a reach. I'm like, oh. And also, it could be edited. It's a lie. It could be. It could very well be. But I think Rhea is destined for that stable. I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 100%. And if the rumors are true and Champa ends up going there too, I think this might be one of my favorite factions in wrestling. Yeah, even though I kind of would like Champa to just be more of an antagonist, I couldn't deny yeah. his fit for the group as a whole either way. We're talking about uh, the Edge group? Yeah, but yeah. as a challenge against Roman yeah. at the yeah. moment, I said like maybe when he starts to build more of a faction, when it starts to get more members, then it'll fit. But yeah, like it's it's there's nobody right now because they're making it feel like there's nobody because he's mainly focused about the usos unifying the tag titles and here and here's the funny thing people want to bitch on cena fucking oh cena fucking champion this champion that barry 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 at least he had fucking challengers i never heard anybody talking about cena bearing anybody i've heard more of that for triple h more than anybody else but, like, really think about it. I mean... Cena held the title for, like, what, 400 days at one point? And every time... And he still had a challenger every single time. I think that was different, though. Because that was, like, the first time he was given, like, a world title. And also, this is a unified title. But here's the thing. WWE is also in the process, as we've seen, the mass name changes that have been happening. WWE is more trying to stable their own brand, so to speak. Like, their names, their matches, their ownership. They're trying to make everything theirs at this point. Yeah, speaking of that, you want to segue into the name changes? <laughs> yeah. More of them. Yeah. Well... There haven't been many name changes, many more name changes, I should say. Yeah. And uh, only two. And not... uh, both of them are very kind of bothersome. Well, at least they're not named after a fucking Nazi fucking well, two commander. Na two Nazis. Um, yeah, for in case you missed our last podcast, we talk about we talked about how Ludwig, 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 Ludwig Kaiser was inspired by Ludwig Klaus. Yeah, they changed the who last is that, name. Who, oh, well, I mean, he's a Nazi major this time. I guess they did, they thought it wouldn't be as bad as Commander. Who the fuck knows? But uh, two recent name changes have been Kaylee Ray, who they've changed her name to Alba Fire, spelled A-L-B-A. How dare you do that to Kaylee Ray? F-Y-R-E. Oh, yeah. Fire with a fucking Y. Yep. Fire! Uh, AEW, get your money. Fighter Fest. And the other one? The other one kind of confused me. Casey Catanzaro to Katana Chance. Like, I remember telling you guys right when we found out about it, because we're at IWA. I, we talked like the next day. I'm like, yo, at least be glad they gave somebody who wasn't like Asian that name. Yeah, because then it would have just a bunch of shit. Yeah, because it just would have like, really? We got to do but, that. But it's not even it's not even that. It's like, I get what WWE is trying to do. They're trying to do away with their indie names, trying to start new. Like, you know, they're not them anymore. They're ours now. Like, I get that's what they're trying to do. 
But Casey Catanzaro didn't even come from a wrestling background. No, she, she came, came from, from American, American Ninja, Ninja Warrior. Warrior. Which is why I was confused. I'm like, okay, is there, are, are, like... This man probably heard American Ninja Warrior, got confused, thought about Ninja Warrior from G4 back in the day, and just thought it was New Japan. I was I was very confused by that. I'm like, okay, but she didn't wrestle before this. She was on television. Yeah, um, like I like when she signed with WWE, I was actually excited. Yeah, because I, I used to because I, I I used to watch. She's American from Ninja. Belleville. She's yeah. a hometown girl. She's from the Ville. I'm never calling it that. No, you call it hell. No, I just call it stupid people in charge of the school board. <laughs> but. But well, that's why I was a little confused. I was like, Wait, "Why? Yeah, like that. What? That one was like that one was out of left, and it wasn't. I was she, just like, why? She wasn't even a wrestler. Which exactly. she was just an athlete, exactly. a very well known one. Uh, the Kaylee so, Ray one really so, annoyed me because she so now, once again it was like another Gunther held the title for a record long time, gets a name change after being established for several years. The Kaylee Ray one annoyed me just because it was just Gunther but female. Oh, yeah. And if we Except not Nazi. And if we wanted to, since it literally just happened and we really didn't even touch on it, um, Elton Prince and Kit Wilson are also name changes. Who? The NXT 2.0 tag champs right now. I never knew their names to begin with. They were with. Sam Stoker and Lewis Howley. They were in NXT UK. And they got changed to what? Elton Prince and Kit Wilson. I can't... I don't know which one's worse. Elton... Well, Elton Prince is just Elton John and Prince put together. Oh! Was that about that whole, like, bunch of, like, uh, list that they name changed that we... Uh, the, the list of, uh, names that they copyrighted and, like, almost all of all them of were, them like, were, singers? Yeah, all of them were mishmashed first names and last names of singers. Matching. Yeah. Now we know where Elton Prince landed. Oh, God. But aside from that, there really hasn't been any more. I mean, Theory chopped the, the Austin from his name like we talked no, about. No, it's just Theory like Matt um, Riddle is now just Riddle. Raul Mendoza is now, um, uh, what the fuck, something Del Toro now. Raquel Gonzalez is now Raquel Rodriguez. Yep. I, I think we've been through all these already. Yeah, I don't care. It's still in the name on uh, the topic of name changes. Ezekiel is now. Uh, I mean, Elias, <laughs> Elias is, is now, now Ezekiel. Ezekiel. That one felt personal. I mean, I guess they're leaning into the comedy part of it. I mean, that was the only way I said I was going to be in for it. Oh, Cruz and Del Toro. I, oh, Cruz yeah. Del Toro. That's it. I actually like the name. He's got two last names. Oh yeah, yeah but. St- but still, is that it, it, it reminds it, me of the like many cruises that I knew from like high school. Same. <laughs> yep. But no, like I, at at least it's like at least it's not something that sounds stupid. That that's at least for me. I don't know. We've been on the stupid name change for a while now. We really have. Well, Cruz del Toro is better than oh Cruz del Gunther. I mean, Cruz del Toro is a good name. I'm just saying it's two last names. Yeah. Oh, no, Ludwig Klaus from Ludwig Kaiser. Yeah, those two, I think, are officially the... Um, the worst. The top worst ones. And also, and what then, makes it even weirder is that the faction's still, like, their gimmick and all just without Eichner, and it's not even explained? They're trying to find another Nazi name to give him. Actually, no. 
technically, Eichner would have been the last name of one of, uh, I think, Hitler's um, like closest in command. Like one of his circle thing? Yeah, something Eichner. I got to look it up. But I'd rather not. Yeah. We'll we'll talk about it. Just because it's like, you know, on on the topic of like, you know, the N word. But but, but there was an Eichner that was a Nazi. I believe you. But yeah. um, Also, uh, with not the name changes going on too, but the the gimmick changes. Gimmicks. Uh, Gulak isn't even a wrestler anymore. He's now like a backstage like interviewer. It's been going on for like two weeks now, which makes me sad. And has been gotten his ass kicked more as a ringside announcer than as an actual competitor. That makes it even more sad. Uh, L.A. Knight is like a managerial figure now, trying to enroll people into manage, uh, letting him manage them. But it's only on dark segments. Yeah, they're doing. Yeah, they're doing what they're. Pro- that's probably the gimmick they were going to give Adam Cole. That's what I think they're going to do. It's not like they don't like reuse gimmicks for other people. Like the whole Emelina thing got reused for Carmella, and I am so so happy that yeah. Emma got steer cleared from that. It's not even gimmicks too. They also fucking recycle theme songs. Like you know, Kurt Angle's theme was the fucking uh, Patriots theme. You do know half of the XFL like themes end up becoming like wrestlers' theme. I'm pretty sure Brock Lesnar's theme was an XFL theme. Well, you know one thing. And also Ezekiel Jackson. For now, LA Knight still has his hair. Now, if he shows up on Raw one night and his head is shaved and he's major and he's managing Mace, we'll know that that was the spot that. Killed Adam Cole. And the last of the gimmick changes is Zia Lee turning face right after debuting, at, uh, turning heel after uh, debuting as a face, then being forgotten about. Because she was like the lightning protector because she had all that special effect lightning and everything like she was fucking Storm from the X-Men. Yeah. <laughs> and then like she was like, oh, she's the protector and everything. Took her away from Tian Shaw, turned her face, which made everybody go, eh, after having... Some people who were already face turned heel on their NXT call up, like fucking Shotzi and like fucking Tegan, and then after they fired Tegan, uh, she just basically said she got tired of protecting others and just wants to look out for herself. And it's like you only protected people like a couple times, and then you just disappeared. Yeah, you protected Aaliyah, someone else who's been fucking forgotten. About. Yeah, like they forgot about like half the people that are there and I'm pretty sure some of these people are going to get released like in their next round of cuts except for Musafa Ali oh god man uh, speaking of someone who probably wants their release oh, yeah. Paige is fucking mad yeah but she doesn't want her release she's furious well, over that... uh, her lack of uh, appearances well it could lead to her wanting her release uh, I don't know. She still runs her Twitch and all that, but they just made that a thing, though. But she could still maybe gotten ire because she never stopped doing it. Yeah. Paige hasn't been used in, what was it, over 700 days? Uh, 758 days. World uh, Wrestling World CC on Twitter posted has been 758 days since Paige's last WWE appearance. And she basically just responded in all capital letters saying, What? Which is nuts in itself, because her last appearance was, I think, uh, at the start of the pandemic age in SmackDown. 
uh, as a segment with Bailey when she was still uh, SmackDown Women's Champion regarding that title and everything. And that was about it. Her last match was December 17th against Sasha on the house show where that injury happened that we all know about. But yeah, hasn't been used, hasn't been talked about since then. Yeah. Nuts. It's almost like puzzling to think about just because they moved her from alumni to the active part of the roster and you would think they would start to follow up and start to put some uh, wheels in motion there but they haven't done anything it was just they kind of moved it like they kind of moved her name no one really knew why there was no announcement following up about it it was just kind of like I Paige as you just read was seemed to be more shocked than we were. Yeah. Uh, it's not like they haven't used the name change, or not name change, like the roster part move from the alumni to active for storylines before. I remember Owens getting fired in a kayfabe storyline, and they moved him to the alumni section and shit. Yeah, they yeah. did that with the... I remember they did that with uh, Eric Rowan, Ryback, Ziggler, and... Uh... Yeah, like they've done that with a lot of people. Like yeah. Owens was just the first person that came to my mind because I remember them doing that. I mean... I guess we'll see until something is announced or mm-hmm. something else is said. I mean, we really don't know much about it. Uh, Ho- hopefully this could be. Hopefully Paige returns because, yeah. you know, like, like we've it, seen... it really was short-lived. I really would have loved to see her in the ring with some of the women that we have in wrestling, like, you know, now. Like we, like. Like the fact that we've had Brian return from injury, return from retirement, we had Edge return, and in retrospect, we had Austin semi return from retirement at Mania. From we've had Lita come back Lita multiple times from injuries that are basically the same. So it's like well involving the neck. Yeah, it's yeah. involving the neck. It's not necessarily the same exact thing, but it's just. Like the same, like, but yeah. like the fact that she's back, like the fact that all these people have came back, but yet WWE doesn't want to give her the chance to come back, it's kind of fucked up because it's just like Paige is one of the reasons women's wrestling in WWE is the way it is. Exactly. Hopefully, in due time, we will see Paige in a wrestling ring again. Yeah, because if uh, her contract uh, expires in June, we basically got like a month and a half away because we're almost in May. It's going to be due time to tell whether or not. I mean, the whole to the active roster section, like right around her time, her contract is starting to expire. I think it's a little. uh, Yeah, because her being ticked, obviously, seems like a fair bet to say she hasn't signed anything yet. Yeah. And in speaking of contracts, this one, this is uh, some recent news. Reportedly, Bret Hart re-signed with WWE. It's rumored to, but I think they could be saying that as a swerve. So I don't know. I don't know what happened. All I know is I went on Instagram one day. Right, I went on Instagram, and I saw like something that they thought Bret Hart could have been like in with WWE while working with AEW and like 
almost convinced him of being like a conspirator? No, it was basically uh, AEW in the attempts to get Brett found out that it may have been that he's already with WWE. Gotcha. That's what it was. And that's what they're doing. It's just that it's maybe not a known deal, Mm -hmm. but that's all anybody's ever saying on it. And I think that maybe they could be saying that just to throw you off the scent because they're still teasing Brett on Dynamite. Punk is using his old like uh, move sets against like fucking uh, Dustin that he fought against him like when he was still Gold Dust. That now he's using him it against him on Dynamite. Uh, There's the whole parallels. For uh, Brett and One Two Three Kid that he did with Darby at All Out, there's uh the Hart I think versus Diesel was it, where he was like a where Hart versus Diesel where he countered the power bomb into like a small package that Punk mirrored against Wardlow. Yeah, like they've been teasing it heavy down to the Owen uh, uh the Owen Hart like Cup tournament having FTR facing off against each other and. Them both wanting to do honor to like Owen Hart and them like very much like almost like in that like uh mode like running to get Brett to be like their manager since like firing Tully and like Punk to even join the group as well. Mm-hmm. And also I like to point out that Punk was wearing pink and black when he was facing Goldust, which is Hart's colors. Yeah. I would not say that he did sign. But I did. I do think if he is that he isn't going to show up in Dynamite, it's probably because he said he didn't want to. Uh, the same reason in uh, Double or Nothing why he didn't stick around was because of Natalia. Yeah. And how that would like maybe come off. Yeah. I think it's probably that same story here. Okay. I think it's maybe that if he isn't signed with them because I haven't seen WWE do anything with Brett. The last thing I knew that was newsworthy about him was. Uh, they removed the WWE Rivals uh, documentary that focused on him and Michaels. And uh, one of the heart like uh, documentaries, because it had a clips of the promotion that him and his father owned. Mm-hmm. And that was about it. Yeah. That was the only news I could think of that Bret Hart was involved in. Meanwhile, another heart news and Natalia looking like Stifler's mom a lot these days. Okay. Wow. You really love that meme, didn't you? <laughs> I don't know how that's news, but you must really like Stifler's mom. Hey, I mean, I think that's where the whole MILF thing came from, isn't it? Yes. Is that, is that, or just the unsung version of it? It's pretty much the un- unsung version of it, but you, you get the gist. Yeah, well, look at Kayfabe Soup on Instagram if you want to know the hell we're talking about. Literally. But with that being said, I think it's time to roll another one, take a break. And guess and get high even more. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna go recharge, and we'll be back with the second half of this show, which will include Harwood versus Wheeler. It'll include Supercar. It will be, uh, you know, the the, the Forbidden Door pay per view coming out. I just fucking stumbled completely on that. Yeah, like Supercar. I'm like, wait, that was like three, four, or five weeks ago. Like, oh wait, oh well, oh speaking of Supercard, um, if you guys play Supercard, there's a QR code. Get a free Bianca Valhalla. Oh, you, oh I got that already. Yep. Yeah, uh, and yeah. 250 super coins. And 250 super coins. It was awesome. This is not change for me. I like the I like the other day on 420 how they gave out 420 super car super coins, but a dude love card. 
I was like, really? All that, all that stuff they gifted me is gone already. Like, wait, <laughs> yeah, like, same. Like you couldn't even hit the mark with Riddle or Randy Orton with this one, could you? Okay. But really, no RVD from you or RVD? Yeah. Like you're like Riddle or Orton. Orton likes me too, right? And by the way, this is not sponsored by Supercard, sadly. No, it's not. But you know eh. who does sponsor this? Who? You're her raid shadow legend. <laughs> <laughs> and with that being said, said we'll, we'll be back. Right back after this commercial break. We back! And we're back with the second half of the show. With some uh, more crazy shit. Smoke them if you got them, folks, because uh, this is going to be a good one. AEW oh. broke the internet. So Again. Don't you want to save that one for last? I got to miss some miscellaneous news. Yeah. Let's go for it. Uh, so I talked about uh, one time in a passing mention in the middle of our podcast because it was uh, uh, happening as we're doing it. Was uh, Jonathan Gresham winning the Progress World Championship? Yep. Uh, that was significant just because Progress was endorsed by WWE. They have it on their network. Mm-hmm. Uh, they removed that match. Jonathan Gresham's victory over Car uh, Noir is not on there. And I kind of find that to be a bit of a disappointment because his victory ended at 200, uh, not 200, that's even an insult. A 791-day title reign. And they don't have that on their fucking network. Just because Gresham isn't there. Exactly. It's it's, it's fucking petty. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. And to put that into perspective, there is one episode of Progress that Eddie Kingston is in. Mm -hmm. And it's still on the network. They actually, they actually promoted that episode on their fucking YouTube channel. That's weird. Yeah, I know. I found it the other. I found it like two weeks ago. I'm like, huh? Okay. It's like, well, isn't I mean, this something? I mean, everybody knew how happy I was back when the OG WWE Network came up, and they started to say, "Hey, we're actually gonna prom- fulfill our promise that we promised back in 2016 of adding indie shit." Okay, what are you adding? Oh, we're adding Evolve, Progress, ICW, WXW, all at the same fucking time. Wait, what? Oh, speaking of... It's like a wonderland. And now it's like, even we can't have all of that in its entirety. Even the fact that it's like, it's aged. It's not even like, you know, not all of it is like live. Like, you know what I'm I'm saying? Like, as happening. Progress is still happening. Evolve closed its doors. ICW still goes. I think yep. WXW just started to get its streaming stuff right because some of its stuff on there is still recent. Yeah. Speaking of Eddie Kingston, though, did you peep what he was wearing? Oh, yeah. We were talking about that in the Heels Court earlier today. So, on uh, this last on the last episode of AEW, Eddie Kingston came out with a, uh, a Death Ray t-shirt. Which is Sarah Del Rey's T-shirt, who is Claudio Cesaro's wife, and Kingston and Cesaro have heat. I feel they're working a feud now. And I feel I that's what feel it is. Like this is going to get Claudio into AEW, and just give us all the dream matches. I feel this is 
their version them. of uh, Kingston versus Punk, but just hyped up even more because it kind of has to be because everyone loves Claudio Cesaro. Oh, yeah. Back when he was Claudio Castanoli to back when he was Antonio Cesaro to then when he was just fucking Cesaro. Yeah. Like, he can hang in the world title picture. He's one of your world title contenders. Honestly, I think we should probably go down the route of uh, Brian Cage, have him have a killer debut, contend for the world title, have him be protected in the loss. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, you know, he got squashed. It's like, you know, like how with Cage, he manipulated the fact, uh, Moxley manipulated the fact that he had uh, an arm injury before they had surgery on. And uh, Taz threw in the towel to protect his asset. And he said that was the last time he would ever do it. And the next time they fought, that was the one thing they worked around, or at least Brian Cage worked around. Mm-hmm. So it worked to its benefit. I want to see something like that. Yeah. Not like that, like a hypothetical, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like that type of debut. Like have that be his first feud, then kick him into like the main event uh, title picture just for a little bit. Because you can't tell me y'all didn't do the same thing with fucking Brian Danielson. That was a non-title match and he skipped the whole fucking line. <laughs> I, I'm not going to say I wasn't losing my fucking shit in New in New Jersey when they fucking had that shit happen in Prudential because I was there for it. That was the one thing that I could mostly understand because a lot of promos, people had the mic a little too far away from them. That was the first one that I actually understood what they were saying as they were saying it instead of having to think about it. And also Jericho said pussy on live TV. Uh, but that's the route I want to see. It looks like a tease because I remember we watched it just completely overhead. I thought it was a Ray Phoenix t-shirt because it said Ray on it. Yeah. Uh, also, didn't know Cesaro was married. I knew he was with somebody. I knew she was familiar, but I couldn't put the name to the face. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the woman that I think WWE uh, just released. That was one of their coaches. Mm-hmm. And now she's taking bookings. And I think one promotion, and it was a kind of, I don't want to say no nothing indie, but it was a indie promotion I haven't heard of. They wanted, I think, a booker for a pretty big amount for somebody who was just a coach. I can't name the uh, indie name off the top of my head. That was something I saw in one of my scrolls like a couple of weeks ago. And also, it was just like it was a coach. And also, WWE's been firing people nonstop yeah. to the degree on some levels, except for the ones that kind of maybe ask for it. Second mention, but... <laughs> That's what the route I want to see. Them teasing it was something I didn't think about until I saw that picture. Yeah. Like, Cesaro's one of the fucking best. Also, for rank. background, this started because of uh, something that happened between Eddie Kingston and uh, Claudio back in Shakara about him basically not wanting to, I guess, put him over or something like that to that degree. And when Cesaro... Uh, uh, I think his Cesaro's contract expired, right? Yeah, it expired because he didn't resign it. And yeah. We all thought he did. Yeah. Uh, he basically said if he basically had any sense, he wouldn't come here and he knows why. And that was like right as it happened. I remember you and me were talking about like, yo, uh, so one culture put out a video and then I went to go click to watch it and it was gone. And it was like wrestling feuds that you didn't knew about. And it was uh, and Cesaro in the background. I had a word bubble next to Eddie Kingston. It was just a censored fuck Cesaro. And I was just like, yeah, so I was very interested in the video, so you got to understand why I'm very interested now that I can't watch it anymore. And then uh, they ended up re- uh, they uploaded it again, so I ended up seeing it. 
So I got that's how I got that background on it. But now it just seems like that's what's going down, especially with uh, Claudio now adding the Cesaro to the last part of his name. Yep. Uh, it's on his Instagram now. He copyrighted it, even like the shortened version of it. Mm-hmm. Claudio versus Eddie Kingston as his first match out of WWE. Sounds interesting. It does. I'm with it just because it's a personal one and it's right off the bat. Punk's one was more of a moment just for him coming back. The Darby one was just because Darby was the first person to call him out. So it's just like, okay, so if what we're hearing is true, then that's who's his first opponent's going to be. Mm-hmm. I see like something similar along that lines of like, if if the, he if this is leading into a angle, then that's who his first opponent's going to be. It has to be. All right. It, but, uh, it, it, this is something I'm looking forward to because Eddie Kingston's one of the best brawlers and Cesaro's one of the best strong men in wrestling. Mm-hmm. And both, I can't wait to see the chopping war mm-hmm. between these No, two. chop uppercut war. Exactly. It's, it's going to be nuts when it actually does happen. But for now, we keep the thought in our minds and let it sit there. And then when it does happen and we all... Start marking the fuck out. We remember that we left it in our mind and how special that moment is now. Oh, I just fucking play universe mode and boost their fucking overalls to god level proportions and then face it like a sociopath. So, oh yeah, uh, and on the hardest difficulty, I like, do to, that. I like to torture myself. The more game rage, the more high quality I know that match is going to be. So, up next on the list, the Owen Hart Cup Tournament. Adam Cole defeating Tomohiro Ishii. To qualify. To qualify. And now the next qualifier is something that I'm invested to watch. I hate it because of how they introduced it on Dynamite for that little speedy thing. I remember we were just sitting there and it was just like, oh shit. And then it was just gone. And you were like, what? And it was just like, they just threw us a fucking big ass match. It only gave us a couple seconds to digest it for a little bit of a lukewarm main event, in my opinion. But it was a huge, huge match because it's something that I remember both of them saying that they didn't want to do before coming to AEW. Yep. And that's FTR versus each other to qualify for the Owen, uh, the Owen Cup uh, tournament. I know they get tongue twisted because I know they want to call it the Owen, too. Yeah. And it's like my mind wants to call it the a Owen. tag team that has never fought each other. If this is the first and last time, I would honestly be very yeah. happy with that. Because yeah. because both men are whether people remember it or not, are good singles competitors. They really like, are. And that's like, what a lot of people don't factor in. They just focus on the fact that, oh, well, they're the tag team. Like uh Dax, uh, I, I think it's Dax that fought Jungle Boy. Or or was it Cash? I think it was Dax. Yeah. Him, uh, no, I think it was Cash. I don't know. They fuck it. They're... Cash is the one who used to be Dash. Wilder. Yeah. All right. Ready? Yeah. Dax ready? is the bald one. Yes. Dax bald. Cash has hair. Sorry. It's just their names get confusing sometimes. But like him and Jungle Boy had a fucking amazing singles match. And we never saw Dax as a single star until that match. So now we get to see uh, Cash as 
a sing like a, in a singles match as well. And it's like who at and it's like exciting to think about who out of the two is gonna go fight Adam Cole. They're actually showing a lot of bravery just because they're staying like straying away from the usual like formula here. Mm-hmm. Because usually they would start this and then it would turn into like a feud. But AEW's done like something that I never thought uh, they would do like in its first months of uh, starting. Because I remember them saying they want to focus on their tag division. And I was with that. And especially, I don't like the ideas of WWE's like breaking up a tag team just to have them feud stick because I don't think it always works as much as they want it to. Sometimes I think you could have waited longer to do it and yeah. have like that more significant singles push and yeah. have everything all at once instead of just scattered about after the breakup. Yeah. Because it would have made the breakup and that solo run even more memorable because it just happened naturally, organically, linear, instead of all, like, sporadic afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, they changed my mind with uh, Nick Jackson versus Ray Phoenix. Because mm-hmm. I remember watching that. I'm like, these are two tag team, like, guys, and you're putting them one-on-one in the singles? I'm like, okay, this match may have, like, a spot or two that I may like, but it just may feel like just another match. And then I watched it, and it's just like, can you guys go again? Mm-hmm. It's like, I never thought that, like, out of their element, because I basically heard, like, so many, like, sit-down interviews where they say, like, you know, uh, like, it was, like, a different world, and I felt lost from going from, like, singles or a tag to, like, singles, like, by myself, like, in an instant and everything. And so I would think, eh, I just think it doesn't work half the time, and I think it'll just be good for what it was, but nothing special, you know what I mean? And then I saw that, and it was like, wow, this match was actually really good. And then they did something like that again. And now they're doing this again with it. Except it's just in a tournament qualifier. Qualifier. The qualifier. Also, to put it in perspective, Joe and Kyle O'Reilly are also in. Yeah. Yeah. We get Brian Danielson and Moxley. We have a tournament that can rival the G1. And we have a women's one, too. I know, I saw. And uh, the one match we have for that is Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm, which I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. It's, it's going to be a good match. Uh, I don't know if uh, Hikaru Shida versus Serena Deeb in a street fight is a qualifier, uh, but that's another fucking match that I'm so happy for. I mean, this is like their third match. I mean, putting Serena Deeb in the qualifier and putting in uh, Hikaru in the qualifier. Oh, yeah. Hikaru did qualify because she beat Julia Hart. Uh, and that was yeah. when she showed like that first like uh like uh leaks of like turning heel so in that case putting serena deep in the call in the qualifier wouldn't be a bad idea yeah i don't know if if uh she would win this if she automatically got qualified considering hikaru's already in there yeah but it'd be a little bit weird if uh serena wins the street fight and the serena then gets qualified later on only to face hikara again hikaru again in the fucking tournament imagine like it's just like, okay, this has to be the last fucking time unless we start to fast forward three years ago, three years later, with one of them with the title. Either Hikaru Shida's case for the second time or Serena's for the first time. Because we need a break at that point. Yeah. But well, this tournament's shaping up to be very nicely. It is. I like the way it's built. I like the way they're doing things. I like the matches, like the matchups that they're putting on. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's all falling into place, and I really hope they keep going with it. And this. it's not just, oh yeah, we're doing this uh, tournament. Here's everybody that's already in it. Just name pick out of a hat. You versus you. 
also qualifiers give more of a chance to actually like uh, endure certain people that the crowd isn't familiar with joining. Exactly. Because there's still going to be a lot more people to qualify because it ends at a double or nothing. And I remember Tony Khan talking about it a little bit more after the namesake of the tournament got announced and we started to tick down to planning the qualifiers. I remember him saying, like, this tournament is going to be a great way to start getting some dream matches out. What kind of dream matches? Yeah. Are we talking Joe versus Punk level dream matches? Danielson versus Joe? Danielson versus Punk? Danielson versus Punk? Moxley versus fucking Joe? Joe O'Reilly versus fucking Joe Cole versus Joe Cole versus O'Reilly again. Uh, Fish versus O'Reilly Cole versus Danielson again, except this time in AEW. Uh, Kyle versus Danielson. Like you have so many fucking combinations, and there's still more qualifiers to be going underway. Yeah, and, and that's just for the men. And all of them just involving Joe Punk or fucking Danielson. Hey, we got fucking Ring of Honor now in good hands. It's not under Sinclair Broadcasting, and now they're going ape shit like it's involved in GM mode now. We gotta fucking give props where it's due because those would be the first fucking matches I would do. I mean, come on. You're going to start working out its television deal. Because I remember you and me were talking about, since Sinclair doesn't own it now, now he has to figure out its own distributions. I mean, on your first big show, if you're going to start doing rematches to some of the most iconic Ring of Honor matches of all time, that's a hell of a way to get people to tune into TV for it. Yeah. Also, yeah. one thing I thought about, since now he uh, owns ROH and now all the library and now actually all in because... Jesus, if you didn't own the video rights to that, that would have been nuts. Uh, but just think about it like this, as I try to remember what the fuck I was saying. <laughs> it's just, where was I again? It's just... No, tell me where was I again? Talking about Ring of Honor and their TV. Oh, show. yes. So, to just get like those dream matches like oh, out of the way. you were kidding. You were actually lost. Yeah, I was. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yes, I really got lost for a second. I thought that was some, like a cute. No, I was being dead ass. Like something. I was like, "Why aren't you helping me, Nick?" I thought that was like cute. I was like, "Help somewhere. me, help me, Nick!" <laughs> I, I took it as a segue. I thought we were supposed to segue into something. Then Brandon started talking, and I'm like, "Oh, well, okay." And you're like, "Help me!" I'm like, "Oh, he wasn't kidding." Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, because uh, that'd be a great way to get its uh, distribution rights because getting those dream matches out of the way will get a great way to get people to tune in more. And now that they own, like, all those rights, that could be a good way to chronolodge, like, uh, that timeline to get people to go, hey, remember this? Yeah. And I think it has to lead into their HBO, like, streaming service because, first of all, to go into a little bit of the Forbidden Door thing, and he thought it was going to be the trio's title. Yeah, it would have been cool. I said maybe, but I'd be surprised because I remember them saying they only want to do it if Kenny was there because then it would feel like perfect because the elite is there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like it's just kind of nuts that we have all this going on. And especially with ROH being used like this and like the tournament, like getting like some of the attention because Joe's champion right now. Yeah. And now like he's on this crusade of saying he wants to be ROH and AEW. 
unified champion or just champion of whatever the fuck they feed him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's looking like fairly, fairly interesting here. And I'm looking forward to that. Uh, real quick update, everyone, for those following our, uh, our fantasy faction on Instagram. Uh, score updates for the week. We are tied with Cheap Pop Wrestling at 150 points apiece. And Wrestling for Life is still in third place at a buck 20. Well, we technically didn't lose the lead. <laughs> uh, for real, shout out to both of these. Uh, both pop of these, some champagne. Pop some champagne. Shout out to both of these guys, both of these channels. Awesome people, awesome, awesome people. Um, for those that want to get in on the action, hit up uh, any one of the three of us. We'll communicate with each other, and we'll fit you into the next round. Uh, the next round, the current round that we're in, ends at WrestleMania Backlash. Yeah, like two weeks away. And holy shit, we got two weeks to come up to with go, another roster. To come up to have another no to have another roster in the back of our minds because. If I remember from what he was telling me earlier, there's going to be a lot of big uh, pay-per-views going in. So the next round we'll have two pay-per-views, double or nothing and hell in a cell. So lots of bonus. And actually something that I didn't read. Uh, shout out to Cheap Pop once again for always coming with the updates on the tournament because this is one I didn't even get to look at. What's this? Tournament bonus. The Owen Hart Cup and the King of the Ring. If someone in your faction wins a tournament of any kind, you are awarded 50 bonus points. We have Cole. Yes, we do. Currently. And they haven't announced King of the Ring, but... I think it was around this year, around the same time they started. Yeah, so we should be hearing something soon. But yeah. I think they might have added that on there <laughs> as to signify like any other tournament. But that's pretty cool. Super I'm already at King of the Ring crap. Uh, I'm, I already got I'm Give already, me some old card backs. I, I'm already, like, this is going really well. Thank you guys again for letting us be a part of this really, really cool thing. This is a lot of fun. I'm excited to see what else Yeah, goes. thanks. It makes me more interested in some of the matches coming up. I remember we were talking heavily about Jade, and now we're, you know, we're considering we're, we're considering our women's pick oh, more but, considerately now. But we got to give a shout-out to Reggie Oh yeah, for getting us 30 points. He technically actually won, and me and him were laughing in the car right here, and it's like, yo. We actually predicted a 24 <laughs> 7 champion. Like, how does that happen? You saw it coming. Shout out to John for actually coming up. I want to say it's like we saw it, it was like as predictable though, because nobody really cares about it anymore. I feel Let's like face it's it. a, it's not as predictable as saying, oh, our truth is going to win the game. Let's face it. This is why John is the secret mastermind in, in this whole thing. I mean, it technically got us points, he, so it served his he purpose. He is the only one out of all of us that thinks about stuff like that. Thank you, John. But anyway, moving on. I think it's just the main event of the Super Show. Yeah, the Forbidden Door. So, 
I remember like right when they started to announce this, it was fairly early into the show. I remember it was like one big, like, I forgot what the I think it was it after was. Uh, Cole and uh, Tamahiro Ishii. Oh, yeah. It was like right after, like, that was a, it went from the backstage interview with the Undisputed Elite and then right into that. And then uh, basically, Tony Khan came out, invited the owner of New Japan Pro Wrestling, shook hands. And basically got interrupted by Cole, announced his match against Ishii this uh, past Friday. And then Jay White came out. Mm -hmm. And also, before we get to Jay White, they did announce the name of the show, uh, basically being called The Forbidden Door. And it's going to be at the, I forgot the name of the, the United Center. Yeah, it's going to be in Chicago. In Chicago, the same venue they bought out for CM Punk's return which was, I think, the biggest arena they ever sold out at that time. More than All Out, more than Money, uh, not money in the Bank. Uh, I was thinking May. Uh, double or nothing in May. So that's a huge, huge venue for them. Yeah. Like, uh, it's already being compared to the G1 Supercard that took place in uh, Madison, Square, Madison Garden. Square Garden just because WWE really wanted to get, that, get them away from that venue. And also, like, the Elite were still, like, in ROH and NJ, uh, NJPW around the time that they started to sell those ticket sales. So now it's actually being done proper under their own, like, promotion. And now, weirdly, they own Ring of Honor. And now they're having a super show with New Japan. And half the roster is, like, dream match material already on their end. Yeah. And it's just the only thing we need to complete that is for them to do the fusion dance with the New Japan roster and put that all into one card. And now they're doing that. It does not include stardom, though. I want to let some people know because I think some people said that uh, where stardom, it includes stardom. It actually does not include stardom, which is their uh, the biggest Japanese women's promotion. Yeah. And that's what I was saying earlier. Or just women's promotion worldwide wrestling, actually. So check out some of their matches. There's actually nothing. They have like a six star women's match. That happened like last year. Yeah, Monster went ape shit for a women's match in stardom. That's but, crazy. But yeah, shocker! I, it wasn't in Tokyo Dome this time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, as I said at the start of it, I'm like, they broke the internet. Mm-hmm. That's for damn sure. They broke the fucking internet. And with Jay White returning too, because I remember it's like he showed up the same night Lee debuted, but it was only because Tony Khan didn't recognize by saying Forbidden Door, it meant like New Japan. And had to scramble last minute from like Sunday to figure out how to get a Forbidden Door pick for Wednesday. And that's how Switchblade showed up for a segment and that was it. Yeah. And now basically him coming out and signifying that this show is going to mainly focus on the Undisputed Elite and Bullet Club. So, and it's going to take place in June after, I think two weeks after... Double or nothing. I kind of see Omega returning, not at the show to compete. If he does, I'll be with it, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Uh, but I could see more or less like an angle after the show because yeah, I'm that. pretty sure, hey, look after things while I'm gone doesn't basically mean turn the reins over to Jay White and the rest of Bullet Club. Yeah. And I'm kind of curious to see how that's going because before it was like, Oh, maybe Red Dragon is going to start to slowly take up most of the power here and, tar- and try and sway it away from uh, 
Omega, and then Jay White comes in, and then they join Bullet Club, and then that's how it happens. Just like, oh no, I think just the Undisputed Elite, which is just the Red Dragon, Cole, and the Bucks are going to join White's fucking regime of uh, Bullet Club. Mm -hmm. And then basically, they're going to realize that Bucks aren't clearly all in it, because Kenny's going to come back and be like, what the hell? And their ass is going to get kicked out, and that's how that feud's going to happen. Just basically ousted from far different viewing opinions. And then booted out of Bullet Club. Again. But this time, I could see it being final. Yeah. Like, this is like, because, like, come on. How many more times can you do it? Because I found it a little bit annoying how, like, I know how contracts get in the way of it, so I can understand why we didn't get a, fin a finale to it. But when they had, like, uh, the G.O.D. come in and, like, turn, in on, turn on them, and T's giving Cody, like, that olive branch of joining them at the last second to really set up like Bullet Club OG versus the Bullet Club Elite. Yeah. And have that civil war. But then AEW like started to take its form and to start to be like created in the background and everything. Mm -hmm. So obviously their contracts with New Japan weren't like uh re-signed and like uh returned to. So they just like took their losses. They all lost their titles at Wrestle Kingdom and that, that was kind of it for them. And yeah. then they just went into making this and the storylines they had went with them. Yep. So I was kind of disappointed about that, that it just ended like that because I really wanted to see how that was going to go, especially since like New Japan and Ring of Honor was like the shit at the time yeah, because yeah. we kind of just got tired of giving anything that wasn't named NXT a chance at this point. <laughs> Because it's like NXT was killing everything. We thought SmackDown was going to take it back to the ruthless aggression era, but then they made Jinder Mahal champion. And then people just kind of thought about the great Kali in 08 for a second and just thought, nah, let's just start looking everywhere else. So, what do you guys think about it? Like, who you want to see on it? Who you think is going to show up? <sighs> okay. Right. So, so, let's think about this real quick. And by think about this, I mean take some time to really think about this. Well, for for me, for me for New Japan, yeah, I I want to see Tomohiro versus Keith Lee. Okay, mm -hmm. that's that, a good one. That that would Tomohiro giving the heaviest hits, and Keith Lee fucking being one of the quickest guys his size. It make for a great uh, speed and strength from both men. Yeah, and it's. A dream, and, it, and it's something different than the whole like two big guys going at it. It's act like an act like they'll al be allowed to do just say fuck it and do whatever the fuck they want. Mm. That's that's at least one of mine. Yeah. I want to see Danielson versus Okada. Yeah, I can I I don't want to see this show. Knowing that you couldn't get Okada at least for one match, well, that's, like it's the Rainmaker, man. That but here's here's the only problem is that Japan is really strict right now with uh uh with letting people over the border. Because, the CEO because, just showed up well, no, on Dynamite. Well, no, I'm saying like ha like uh, that's why people like Jay White and all of them are are over here for New Japan Strong. Yeah, because they're filming uh, for New Japan Strong over here. I think it's like in Chicago. I think so. But no, I mean, uh, like the reason why 
they're barely over in Japan is because Japan's very strict. Like, yeah, they they well, all, it's not that they're strict, but they went back on their lockdown. Yeah, they're ago. back on like COVID protocol and stuff like that. So it's no surprise that they're. I mean, that's just around. them. Like that's how uh, they said it. it's not like they're not reopening it yeah. because this super show seems pretty ambiguous right now. I don't think it's just New Japan USA right now. But, yeah. yeah, because uh, besides Jay White on New Japan USA. I could just maybe say maybe Osprey and G.O.D. Maybe to name a few. Yeah. I, I, but nothing I, for, like, esque of, like, the Forbidden Door Super Show. Well, that, well, that gives me a deal. Like, where is Tanahashi? Right? We need Jericho versus Tanahashi. But, uh, but I want to see Naito versus Samoa Joe. That sounds interesting, actually. N- Naito versus Moxley? That would be cool as shit. But also, we could also finally get the closure to it. God versus uh, Young Bucks. Yeah, yeah. Especially if they join Jay White. Yeah. Because they also because they put on their bio they didn't care too much for Tama anyway. What about Moxley versus Switchblade? Danielson versus Switchblade. That one I kind of want to see more. Ah, uh, what's his name? Isn't the Bone Soldier uh, Taiji Ishimori? Yeah. What about him versus Wheeler Yuta? Ooh. Okay. Yeah, that would be that would be nice. That would be interesting. Like I just thought about that. I'm like, ah, uh, I don't think they're just gonna like throw just their main roster here. Like, even though Sonata isn't a thing, but I could see at least Sonata showing up. Yeah. Maybe Sonata. Evil showing up would be cool. It'd be fucking... I don't know how I'm going to feel if all of Bullet Club shows up on fucking one screen at the same time. I'm just going to be like... Like, if you just see all of Bullet Club, like, in... Like, let's say Kenny shows up and returns, and you just see all of Bullet Club just invade and beat down the fucking elite. And you just see... All of uh, yeah, fuck you, Cody. Cody, see, Cody the only back. time I'll say fuck you, Cody. Cody it's comes like, back. It's like we could have had a complete picture here. Marty, Marty's back. Hangman comes okay, involved. Okay, okay, Marty, Marty, we can, Marty, we can let slide because come on, yeah, you're getting a little, come you're on, getting a little ahead of yourself. Yeah, you're getting, you're getting, getting ahead of yourself. Back, five steps back. AJ and Finn. Okay, uh, I'll be, I'll be fine. Okay, I'll, I'll be, I'll agree with you on AJ and Finn. But just for what's available right now, that's insane, and I'll take what the hell I can yeah. get. Like th- because th- also, it's in America too. That'll be in America in an American promotion, and on a super show. Anybody feel like going to Chicago? Yes, I'm being dead ass and saying yes, I do. It's like fucking June. It's right at the start of summer. All I'm saying is I got some days. I still got some days. That's all I'm saying. We got some days. I got some days. I got some shit on the side. I'm willing to put some put some time into the idea of maybe going to Chicago for this. I mean, how often are you really going to see this? I'm just as fucking down to see this as I am to try and see the possibility of my fucking native ass getting to fucking Cali for the Rock's last match. It's the Rock's last match. I, wait, I got I got a match that's, that would be better. And this one you've seen on the indies, but god damn it, seeing with the production of uh, AEW, Keith Lee versus Jeff, Jeff Cobb. That would be interesting on the production of uh, AEW. Yeah. Because Cobb and Lee 
fucking magic together. Oh, I just yeah. thought of something that's interesting that I didn't think about that was in my face the whole time. Huh. What if we actually... Because I remember right the year uh, earlier on, right before the pandemic started, uh, Will Ospreay became like the like champion and almost became like the best bout machine, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And he basically called out CM Punk. What if we finally get that? Because he came back. He could get his rematch with Moxley because he did kick out at the last possible second. You kicked out at the last second so perfectively. Yeah, that's a word. (laughs) That the ref basically just ended the match anyway. It was so much of a close call. That only in slow motion after the match is over and they thought that you lost was it actually shown that you actually kicked out. Of 2.9s as it gets, you got it. It's just that it was after you already got told you lost a match. But hey, that was a great match against Moxley. We could get a rematch of that. Yeah, I, I saw the clip on a TikTok from uh, that match where Moxley fucking clotheslines him before the curb stump mm-hmm. motherfucker had hang time oh yeah <laughs> he fucking floated <laughs> also fucking osprey's captions to say i'm not gonna show your shitty friends finish <laughs> like on insta or something paraphrasing it to that degree just go osprey's uh instagram and look up like the curb stomp clip that he put up because he just straight up shits on it <laughs> and it's fucking hysterical but yeah osprey versus moxley osprey versus fucking uh Ma, uh, Ma, uh, uh, punk, punk. Him versus Danielson sounds interesting. Yeah, him versus Ma, him versus, him versus Joe. I'm curious about because I'm curious to see how Joe's gonna deal with a high flyer t- of that degree. Because I've not really seen Joe feud with anybody like heavy to like trying to take their whole move set like that. Like Ricochet was only like a short little feud, like a very like acrobatic, like, insane, gravity-defying person like Will Ospreay. Like, obviously, there's Pac there, but Ospreay's, like, the one from New Japan. So. Well, hell, hell, not even... I think Joe and Ospreay's an interesting uh, dynamic, yeah. just because Joe has that grounded style. Not not even that. It's the fact that Ospreay's a lot heavier. Like, Yeah, he moved muscle... up from junior uh, heavyweight to just straight heavyweight, like, and then he... just became world champion and said, fuck you. More, more muscle-bound high-flyer than, like, Ricochet or Ray or anybody else. Yeah, he moved into the heavyweight division yeah. and actually like showed it. Like he rebelled against. He left chaos and feuded against Okada to show that he was in the heavyweight division and started I, his own faction. Just cause I got one. Kota Ibushi versus Brian Danielson. Ooh, that's a great one. I was thinking about like Kota versus who. Like I have that in my head. Oh no, Kota's still injured. I think. Fuck. Because remember, like, the G1 last year that stopped uh, due to stoppage? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. His, fucking knee. his arm, like, the whole oh, shoulder. arm. Motherfucker. Like, that That was just in my head. I'm like, I know I haven't seen anything about Coda. Uh, Him versus Danielson. I got to see that. I think Hiromu was injured again. Zack Sabre Jr. versus Brian Danielson. That's something I need right that... the hell now. You and me were talking about that a while yeah. ago. Especially with the promo that Zack Sabre Jr. did. Mm-hmm. Got, finished off the Japanese dragon. 
Now I wonder where the American dragon is. I wonder where that dickhead is. No, my favorite that was match funny was, uh, as hell. That, no, that no, the fucking gif offender from Futurama. Shut up and take my money. Yep. That's, that's that's not Fry. That's Fry, not, oh, Fry Fender. Sorry. That's not Fender. <laughs> that's not Fender. And sorry. his name is Bender. I suck at names, all right. Bite my shiny metal ass. Thank you. I got I basically fused the names. I'm sorry. Fender. Fender Bender. Fender Bender. <laughs> Wasn't that from fucking robots or some shit? Yes. Sure. Uh, but anyway, uh, I think that's, that's it. Unless that's you guys about... have anything else about this super show or anything else you want to talk uh, about. Well, shout outs, obviously. Yes, we have we have some shout outs. Uh, yeah, shout out to this new promotion that has come out and kind of just pulled a Herb Abram on everybody. Um, scrolling through Instagram one day, came a across this uh new promotion called garden state pro wrestling and uh all it is is a the first photo was a banner and it said welcome to eden i guess that that's the name of their first show then uh they had multiple talent announcements throughout the week and the months and so uh such as josh alexander taya valkyrie Trisha Adora, Davey Richards, Kevin Blackwood, Alan Angels, and Robert Martyr. And match and two match announcements so far from them: Davey Richards versus Robert Martyr, and Taya Valkyrie versus Trisha Adora. Literally just came out of nowhere. This is in our stack the card, and it's literally about ten minutes away. This is literally in our backyard in Newark. It's literally right there. And it just straight up came out of nowhere. Exactly. Hey, like Herb really, Abram the shit out of this. I, I think it was you who first found out about it. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, yo, have you guys ever heard about this? And no, we're all no, like, th- no. no I've never heard John. of this in Newark. No, I, th- I think it was John. No, I, think, I, oh, I found it. I wasn't and sure. I sent I it, I, I, I sent it to the group chat. And I'm like, does anyone, did anyone see this? Like, did anyone, like, scroll through and see anything about this, like, yesterday or, or, or something? Because th- this is nuts. Yeah. And then they started adding, I'm like, oh, like, you know, well, this is cool. Like, a cool little indie show, like, starting up in New Jersey. Another yeah, one. No. Like, this is cool. And then, like, Josh Alexander. I'm like, oh, cool. That's the star they got for the show. Now they're going to introduce their indie talent, right? No, Taya Valkyrie followed up. I'm like, okay, all right. Now they're letting the independent guys kind of come in. They got fucking Alan Angels from the dark. Yeah, and then man. Alan like, Angels. I'm like, no way. This well, is fucking dope. Well, yeah, Alan Angels. Might, well, here's the thing. Alan Angels might still be with AEW and Dark Order, but he still does indie bookings. I know. All the I time. Said, uh, he he has all his indie bookings. Uh, his like contact information and stuff listed. It's just yeah. that for like AEW stars, we don't really see them for the most part doing indies around like us in the vicinity. Like they are open to do to doing uh, indie bookings, which is nice of them because WWE hasn't let anybody do that for a long ass fucking time. Literally ever. Uh, no, they have to a degree, just like in the eighties, you know. Like, <laughs> but yeah, so. It's just that it's never really happened around us with like someone like from the Dark Order, except for that once in a while like WrestlePro event. Yeah, definitely gonna fucking. And uh, they also have to for competitors to be announced. 
the Garden State Pro Wrestling Open Weight Championship Tournament bracket style. This should be interesting if it's it, like the way I see it shaping up to be. I it's going to be interesting to see, and I definitely want to be there when this happens. I'm going to try and be there regardless. Yeah, I'm um, definitely. Um, I, I want to go just to see what the atmosphere yeah, is going to be like. Exactly, because it came out of nowhere, and they just started getting some pretty notable names. Like Taya Valkyrie was one, but then they got like Davy Richards and uh, Alan Angels. And uh, who else was it? It was uh, Trisha Adora, Kevin Blackwood, Robert. Kevin Blackwood. Blackwood. Because we've seen Kevin Blackwood at WrestlePro like several times before. Yes, we have. And like, he's pretty good. He really is. I've been wanting to see Trisha wrestle like live for quite some time. This will be the first time I see Taya Valkyrie uh, wrestle. Yeah, same. But uh, that was uh, Nick's one shout out. Do you have any more? Uh, Yeah. Uh, I guess I'm going to break kayfabe with this one because you're sitting right here. Shout out to the TakeOver. Amazing group of athletes. Damn, that just sounds like fuck you across like freaking thing. Just like it's like, oh, well, since you're right here. <laughs> well, no, I'm throwing kayfabe out the window for this one. Okay, well, they just kicked his ass. <laughs> That's what I mean. I get it. It's not supposed to be a shot at my brother who's sitting directly across from me. Yo, but you gotta understand, from how we hang out, it's like, we have that mentality of like, you know, I'm like, you know, fuck you, but have a nice day. That's what I thought I was seeing right here. It's oh, like, no. you know, fuck you, but have a nice oh, day. no, before, like, before they started feuding with Brandon, I actually was a very, very yeah, big fan of all four of these guys. This is the future, like, right here. Like, I see the vision they have. And I'm more of a fan because they're hungry for it, and it shows. Oh, uh, definitely the same reasons here. I just found it funny because you almost said, like, they gained more respect from you from beating up your brother. And I'm like, what? That's how it was, like, coming off to me. It was like, so they gained your respect more from beating up your brother? I mean, yo, they they displayed their athleticism and their showmanship for like everything their their characters and everything they broke it down and they also kicked my brother's ass so i had to respect that like they're going places they got all the gold they whooped my siblings ass to solidify themselves at the top of their division like they kicked my brother's ass like what else can i say like yeah i got a yamcha picture after out of it oh man i remember when you sent yep. that picture i was crying yep there was a yamcha meme out of this i was like yeah, it's amazing yeah you should post it i will post it but no this is amazing i'll break kayfabe for this one thing regarding it pj the faceless ones bougie all great guys amazing athletes i'm glad i got i glad i got to know them fucking it's gonna be fun working with them now back to kayfabe. Fuck the takeover. Take fair over. enough. It's you know takeover. What? Fair Love enough. You guys. But no. Fair enough. Uh, for me, uh, regarding the takeover, um, I have a few bookings coming up. May is my busiest month I've had in three years ever. Um, so May May sixth, I'm not on it, but WrestlePro is going back to Brooklyn for the first time since the pandemic. That's gonna uh, be that's gonna be quite a show. It's a great show. Uh, Scarlet Bordeaux's there. Uh, 
uh, kill, uh, Killer Cross is going to be there. Mm-hmm. And we got a whole stacked card. And then the next night in Rawway, we return live both nights on Fight TV. I'm in a tag match with Lucas Finnegan. 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 Facing off against the Rat Bastards. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, really? I like how he's like so casually said, I'm facing some people called the Rat Bastards with my friend Finnegan. <laughs> Again? Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm... <laughs> Which part are you stuck on? The Rat Bastards no. or Finnegan? No. no. Like, how he so casually said, oh, the Rat Bastards. Like, wait, what? That's that's the that's the name of their team? No, I'm yeah. still on Finnegan. That's fucking amazing. But, yeah, uh, I'm going. I'm in a tag match against them. Uh, Bear Country, AEW stars are going against Falabam, Mario Bacara for the WrestlePro tag titles. Now that's going to be a good match. I feel it. Mario, uh, Mario returning to uh, returning to Rawway, and then Fala. Always oh, great to see Fala. Yeah. Uh, Molina versus Scarlett Bordeaux. You know I have been looking forward to this fucking match. Yes. I need to try and find the time to print out the picture of Shawn Michaels posing with Molina at Summer uh, Survivor Series. Her thinking it's John Morrison. And I honestly am trying to see if I can get her to sign it. Go for it. That and another fucking uh, 5x10 I'm sure that she's going to have in a picture because I love Melina. Absolutely. I remember I started watching like 09 when uh, Melina was there. Mm-hmm. I loved like the freaking screams and shit. It reminded yeah. me of like a fucking fatality that was coming up in Mortal Kombat and you couldn't do jack shit about it. Also appearing is uh, Scott Glareman, Glareman, a.k.a. Scotty Too Hottie. Oh, nice. Hey. Taking on Coke Cabana. Woo. Woo. Boom, boom. Coke Cabana. Yeah, it, it's a stacked card. It's going to be fun. So, yeah, May 6th, back to Brooklyn, uh, WrestlePro. And also May 7th, back to Rawway, where it's called Mayhem. Like the old fucking uh, WCW video game. Mm-hmm. The fucking yeah, the graphic card I saw yeah. that it looks cool as shit. Or yeah. Wardlow, Mister Mayhem, not him himself, but you know the word Mayhem. There you go. Yeah, WrestlePro Mayhem May seventh, May and then May fourteenth, SWF and IWA come together for whatever it takes. Yep. Where uh, I will be wrestling, I don't know what I'm doing yet, but I will be wrestling there. And then May twenty second, I'm not booked on this show, but still go support it because. A lot of the guys I've known for a while, uh, SWF, Spartan, no, not SWF, SCW, Spartan Championship Wrestling, they'll be returning live. Always, They always put on great shows and always worth the time. And then May 28th, KPW2, it's a newer company, it's a smaller company, but still come on out and so support to it. And then July 16th, IWA returns with another show. I'm not going to say it because fuck the takeover. And Jeez, also, you aren't lying. Like, May, you're all over the fucking place. I know I am. <laughs> but good for you, kid. Grind, grind. Just grind. Grind, kid. This is three fucking years, man. Uh, and also, um, tonight, actually, um... It happened already, but if you haven't seen it yet, go watch uh, SWF Mega Slam or clips from SWF Mega Slam. 
guest appearances. They had uh, the franchise Shane Douglas, Tito Santana, Just Incredible, uh, Rhett Titus, and Pitbull Gary Wolf. It was it was definitely mega. Oh yeah, it was definitely a mega slam. I'm gonna shout out Brandy Lauren's new podcast because she introduced it in a fucking hysterical way. She introduced her podcast with a parody to Globo Jim's introduction from Dodgeball. That is amazing. And she posted like, because I remember I saw her story, because she just posted like the first like half of the whole introduction video, like the actual Ben Stiller uh introduction video. And then just cut it off. And then I'm like, what the hell? And then her like video thing was like right in my feed and it was announcing her fucking podcast. And she did like a whole parody of like the promo, like with her own dog, like within her own house, I'm assuming. And it was fucking hysterical as hell. So to give a quick synopsis is join Brandy Lauren as she interviews a special guest as uh, each episode. And they talk about all things from dating, wrestling, to wild experiences. They will play games, banter, and maybe even sing. Hey. And her first guest is Pika Hey. Did it like that? Was not funny enough? Maybe if I say it like uh, two times faster. Pika There you go. Pika Pika Also, Also, a couple uh, other quick shout-outs. Shout-out to Dirty Heels. Dirty Heels. Dirty Heels. Hell yeah. Shout out to the One Shot Killers podcast. Shout out to Cheap Pop Wrestling. Shout out to Wrestling for Life Wet Network. And shout out to our boys kicking in the Heels Lounge or Heels Court as we always are. Yeah. As you always are fucking up the name of it. Yes. It's well, a, it was a, Heels Lounge for was, so long. It was Heels Lounge. The OG, man. The Heels Lounge was the OG. And then it turned into court, which I like because of Wrestler's Court. Yeah. And it's just too good not to turn down, but we just got so used to the lounge name exactly. that it just kind of got burned into our memory. I'm, I'm okay with saying court now, but now you're back on it because exactly. I stopped saying it. Exactly. Vic, Brett, Malik, Tim, Tim, Vic. Pour, pouring some out for Tim's feelings. Oh my God. Yo, I can't believe you still have that pick uh, of Omega pouring out the beer of FTR. Like still to this day, and makes updated memes for it for like Tim's feelings. <laughs> and just in case the liquor in the picture isn't enough, he'll find another wrestling image of someone pouring out whatever type of liquid that's in higher volume more. And then say, pouring some more out for Tim's feelings. <laughs> oh, Tim, we fucking love you, dude. Seriously. But it's great. Well- <laughs> I can't. But one more thing, one more shout out, a little bit more positivity, more positivity out in the world. Uh, Russell Pro went to Alaska for their third uh, tour, and Scarlett Bordeaux and Karrion Cross were there, and they decided to elope. So congratulations to them. Yeah, did you see the background too? That was yeah. some cinematic crap. Yeah. Like that looked amazing. Also, uh, I think on the weekend after that, we were uh, reported and reviewed Supercard of Honor in a quick roundup. Yeah. Alexa Bliss and uh, Ryan Cabrera got married. Yes, they did. Married? Fuck. Cabrera fart pissed me off. Because <laughs> I remember it on uh, Wrestle Talk. I think it was Ali Davis said, uh, no, it was what culture? Somebody said Crabrera. Yeah. And they started making crab puns. So I'm like, yay, I got through it. And I was like, fuck, I said mar- married. <laughs> like Cabrera. 
but they got married. Uh, Carmella. And, did uh, you see their wedding? Yeah. Like, yo, she put everything in her story. Like, you saw everything. You know, I love, I love the one part when it was Miz walking. Yes. Down, Miz walking down with Naya. That's what and I was gonna talk did, about. And he did the classic Miz turn and point, and Naya's just like. Get the hell out of my way and push him to the side. Hold it too. And then he went as he's going down the aisle. I see him doing his old like the 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 yeah. thing, the fucking floppy arm thing that yeah. he does down at the ring. I was like, yo, that's fucking cool as hell. And also, uh, congratulations to Carmella and uh, Corey Graves. Yeah, I don't think we, I don't think we ever congratulate them. Holy hell, I feel bad now. Congratulations. Also, to Mox for being like. The himself inspiration I need yes. to fucking rally against the next wedding I go to because dude you are my spirit animal. I know I know he had Tux already there and actually Renee actually said that that picture was him like right when he arrived because he like flew in. Yeah. But like he got there right as she was walking down the aisle and was able to sneak in and that was him taking his pictures with everybody before he got upstairs and changed. <laughs> Savage. And I was just like, dude, you have no idea how bad I could be you right now at like every wedding I've gone to. Just to rebel. It's like, yo, man, my style can't fucking retire for nobody. Like, come on. Even for him? Your fucking mother was going to hound me into the ground, resurrect me just to hound me into the ground for eternity and use some Itachi Uchiha like genjutsu to make me think it's happening for like 18 years when it's really happening for 30 seconds level of torture. And then I'll his pass. mom would make. And then, I'll pass. And then his mom would make it pass. worse. I'll pass. Anyway, uh, I think that wraps it up for us here tonight. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a lot of news, but not a lot of info on it. So we just did the best we could. Yeah. I mean, listen, we have fun doing it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But thank you for joining us. Thank you for taking time out to listen. We might. We might do a special podcast tomorrow. We're not quite we, sure yet. We, we might do one tomorrow. We might not. Uh, we're going to go out of the element of wrestling and actually possibly review the new Batman movie because it was fucking amazing. And all of us have now finally saw it. I finally got to see it uh, the other night on HBO Max. It's also long enough that I think we could actually start talking about it openly with spoilers and not yeah, really have I to put I, a I, disclaimer yeah, for it. I, I think it's about that time. And uh, I will be sharing a funny yet serious like on a dick level kind of story okay <laughs> about that night oh so okay. um yeah 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 <laughs> yeah oh you should have been there for everyone else's oh, reaction we'll talk God. about that oh we'll talk about that because uh yeah i fucked up um but yeah uh thank you every i thank everyone for joining us you know make sure to like comment subscribe follow us uh, we do have a pro wrestling tea store open. Uh, we actually have two new designs added: the medic and four F and twenty. Go check them out. And also check out my pro wrestling tea store, Brandon Downey. I got two designs on there. I got a third one on the way. Yep. Uh, check out all the local indie promotions. Check out, you know, even if they got like a small little hole in the wall promotion, go check yeah. it out, man. Wrestle, your indies. Wrestling is wrestling. The indies are cool as hell. Yeah. And we're just happy to be part of the fan base. Follow mm-hmm. me on Instagram at DownyMan17 to get updates on like any bookings I'm on for upcoming shows that you guys would want to be interested in. Follow us at High Side of the Ropes, as you already know. And now it's my turn to say the closing. 
That's it. <laughs> Peace. Good night.